Okay, um, so just uh, before Math comes to talk, um, I'm going to read out, uh, with the help of my wife, Kath, uh, the whole of 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Um, so I'll read up to uh, 18, then I'll let Kath finish the rest of the chapter to save my, uh, maybe listening to my dulcet tones for the whole way through. Okay. So 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Paul, called to be an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God and our brother Sosthenes, to the church of God in Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus and called to be his holy people, together with all those everywhere who call on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, their Lord and ours. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I will always thank my God for you because of his grace given you in Christ Jesus. For in him you have been enriched in every way, with all kinds of speech and with all knowledge. God thus confirming our testimony about Christ amongst you. Therefore you do not lack any spiritual gift as you eagerly wait for our Lord Jesus Christ to be revealed. He will also keep you firm to the end so that you will be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful, who has called you into fellowship with his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree with one another in what you say, and that there be no divisions amongst you, but that you will be perfectly united in mind and thought. My brothers and sisters, some from Chloe's household have informed me that there are quarrels amongst you. What I mean is this. One of you says, I follow Paul. Another, I follow Apollos. Another, I follow Cephas. Still another, I follow Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Were you baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God that I did not baptize any of you except Crispus and Gaius. So no one can say that you were baptized in my name. Yes, I also baptized the household of Stephanus. Beyond that, I don't remember if I baptized anyone else. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom or eloquence, lest the cross of Christ be emptied of its power. Christ crucified is God's power and wisdom. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, the intelligence of the intelligent I will frustrate. Where is the wise person? Where is the teacher of the law? Where is the philosopher of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not know him, God was pleased through the foolishness of what was preached to save those who believe. Jews demand signs and Greeks look for wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. But to those whom God has called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. 
For the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than human strength. Brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullifying the things that are so that no one may boast before him. It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus who has become for us wisdom from God that is our righteousness, holiness and redemption. Therefore, as it is written, let the one who boasts boast in the Lord. Amen. Let me just uh, pray for Math before he comes up uh, and shares God's word with us. Lord, we thank you for, for Math and the whole Hopkins family. Lord, we just pray your blessing on them during this year. Lord, we just thank you for Math's gifting of preaching that message of Christ crucified. Lord, we just pray our hearts and our ears are opened to what your spirit has to say through math to us this morning. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Good morning, everyone. Happy New Year. This is the first time I've seen many of you. Um, because the, the school holidays have been a bit stranger this week, so uh, this Christmas, so we've kind of had two weeks off, which was great, but also I also appreciate schools a bit more as well then, so, uh, so it's been great, and uh, but looking forward to the boys uh, having time back and, and ourselves as well, so, uh, and so like this is almost like the start to a, a new year for me, but it's kind of the 8th of January as well, so though sometimes you do New Year's resolutions, it's almost like, well, I've held off a bit maybe till, till, uh, till uh, this week, so... Um, I did have a Chinese this week, so I'll just to let you know. But, uh, but it's almost, I kind of thought, oh, what, how do we start off this year and what do I want to share? Uh, and I nearly kind of prepared a talk on vision, thoughts for the new year, uh, thoughts of maybe doing a mission at the end of each term like we did with Christmas. Can we do a mission up to Easter uh, to really share the good news just before Easter Sunday? And then maybe uh, in the summertime, a lot of people do uh, short-term missions over the summer, is there something that we could do where we could maybe go somewhere, uh, individuals, maybe even go to Ukraine with the connections there, like is there, is there some th things we can improve on, increase on missions, so, but I just thought, oh, we're not, I don't want to share on that yet, and then, um, I don't know about you, but uh, I, I find the census results quite interesting, I, I, I just, uh, I think I did a, 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 in my theology degree, youth work degree actually, I had to do a uh, an essay on that so I do keep an eye out on the census results and just find it really interesting like even in Thornhill out of 7,000 people three and a half thousand people would still tick Christian um, and so just find that really interesting and and how do we evangelize how do we witness to a people who who half of them feel uh, like they are Christians and yet the Barna study which is a Christian survey they would say actually the Christian practicing Christians in, in, in the UK is actually more like 2%. But how do we evangelize? How do we witness to people in this community who 50% uh, 
believe uh, like they, that they're, they're, they're fine or this is sorted. And then I also wanted to kind of preach on First Corinthians 1, but then I thought, oh no, I want to look at that in our prayer time tonight. And so we're going to be praying through First Corinthians uh, chapter 1. So I kind of thought, if everyone, if everyone in this church, including myself, if we could all do one thing every day this year, if we all could be something this year, or we could all do or increase or improve on, like, what would that be? Like, if we all, for instance, could become amazing evangelists, and that was the one thing we could do every day this year, all of us, like, that would be great, wouldn't it? If all of us became evangelists, or if all of us, if God poured out on us and all of us were able to perform miracles because of Jesus, and all of us do that every day for the next year, like, that would be great, wouldn't it? Like, to see God's uh, uh, miraculous power work. Or if we all just had a 24-7 prayer room in our house, like, we kind of had one bedroom or one room where we just dedicated that to just pray. Like, that would be great as well, wouldn't it, if we just did that and we, we all had that. Um, but the thing that I'd want more than anything for yourself and for myself is that each time... Just simply every day this, this year to have some time with Lord Jesus through his word. That's, that would be my prayer for you and for me to just every day to just have a time with God through his word. Because I hand on my heart over the last year, there was, there was barren times. There were times where I didn't seek God. There were times where I went without him. And so my prayer is that how can we just have as a family, just be in his word. Because if we are all in his word, like, evangelism will come naturally. Like, that will just come naturally. If we are in his word, and we're seeing Jesus, reading of Jesus performing amazing miracles, our hearts will be like, God, I want to see that today. I want to see that now. I want to do that. And if we are in his word, and we're around people who don't know him or situations, then prayer will be a natural response. So as elders, our heart for us all today is to just start this year off by being in his word and to make that as simple as possible for one another. Some of us maybe call it quiet time uh, and, and just having that quiet time with God, which in a family of six with boys, sometimes lit, without being uh, vulgar, the quiet time is only in the bathroom because it's got a lock. That's literally it. But I call it, our mount, I call it now my mountain time, going on the mountain with Jesus. Often Jesus went away from the crowd or went away from his friends and just went up to a mountain just to be with the Lord. And sometimes I, I do that physically. I'll go for a walk to Caerphilly Mountain or, um, yeah, or, or through Cameron Park. Sometimes I'll do that. Then sometimes I'll just look for a quiet room and that can be a mountaintop moment for myself with Jesus. So that's our prayer and, and our passion for, for this year at the start of this year, is to, for us all to just be in his word and for us to encourage one another to do that. And so what we're going to do is, we've got these, um, if you haven't got one of these, they're, not, they're on the table over there, but please grab one. And just starting today, we're literally just going to read a chapter a day. That's all we're going to do. Some of you already got reading plans or Bibles in a year, and that's brilliant. We don't want to make it too big for you guys, but if, you can just, if you're doing that, you're already in a good, healthy place, and so... Uh, just, jump, just do an extra chapter. But we're just going to do a chapter a day. We've just finished Ro Romans, so we thought we'd start off 
the next book, 1 Corinthians 1, and read up to Jude, so just before uh, Revelation, and maybe come to, back to Revelation later on in the year. But this is going to lead us up to Easter, and it's just one chapter a day, reading his word, having time uh, with Jesus. And so uh, the, the term groups, they fall on different days. So they're going to look at the term group, the studies on their days. So it's not going to be all the same on a Sunday. So next Sunday, it simply is going to be on 1 Corinthians chapter 8. And so wherever our lands, we're going to look at. We're also going to look in our WhatsApp groups. We're going to try and do, um, thankfully, remember in COVID where we did the videos, did anyone like kind of think, oh, the last thing I want to do is do a video of myself. That was me. So we, thankfully now, audio notes. That's what we're going to go for. Lots of people love these audio notes. So one or two minutes to share in a verse of the day, encourage people, and just to share that out. And also in our term groups, if there's prayer or things, we really want to just help one another just to kind of get into God's word, create healthy habits for him, for him to speak into our hearts. Because just as, the, as Stu and Kath just read, even just some great verses, and I just want to um, just read some verses there for, from 1 Corinthians. And it says this in verse 8. It says, And he will keep you strong up to the end, and he will keep you from all blame on the great day when our Lord Jesus Christ returns. God will surely do this for you, for he always does just what he says. And he is the one who invited you into this wonderful friendship with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. That's amazing, isn't it? That's good to read the first thing on a Monday morning, isn't it? Like we need that on a Monday morning. And this, I read specifically from uh, this Bible because this is the first Bible. Uh, I wouldn't say it was the first Bible I was bought because lots of people, I was brought up in church and lots of people bought me Sunday school Bibles, but I wasn't interested. So this is the first Bible someone bought me, and I read it. Uh, and that happened when I was 18, when I started uh, thinking about Jesus, looking to Jesus, uh, started asking questions. And so a friend of mine, when I was in, living in Hereford, um, called Aaron, bought me this uh, Bible, a study Bible, uh, and it's got exactly the same words as, as your Bible in front of you. But this Bible. The Bible and this literal Bible literally changed my life. It completely changed my life when I was 18 and I started following Jesus. When I was working as a carpenter in a joinery firm uh, and I could only read it, I'll explain a bit, but I read that in my break times. When I then went to Northern Ireland, I did a gap year and so I went to uh, Belfast. If anyone knows about Belfast, the Shankill Road and the Falls Road, where the troubles were, I ended up spending three months there. Not, it was a choice, I didn't do anything wrong. But I, I spent time there and just kind of in the snow in, in Belfast reading his word, like just really changed my heart, changed my character. I then went to Swaziland, so South Africa, for two months. I thought Swaziland was a theme park because I wasn't very good at geography. But I went out for two months to work with AIDS orphans. And just in the... In the um, Siesta time in the heat of the day, I'd be in my room in the dark just with the Lord through his word. And he just kind of just so strongly spoke to me. And then in, I went spent time four months in Swansea then doing street work and youth work and taking this Bible out onto the streets. Um, and again, just the Lord just kind of really being kind to me. And so this, this 
Bible's got really kind of sentimental value to me. I've written all over it, highlighted all over it, and uh, it's great because it's got really wide, um, really wide columns, and so it's just great to just kind of look back. It's almost like a, a diary as well of the Lord speaking to me throughout uh, those years. But the, this, yeah, this this particular Bible uh, changed my life and changed my identity. But it's interesting, like where the where the Bible. Um, speaks to us at different times because we believe the Bible is, is is the living word of God, don't we? We don't believe this is just a book. Like this, the, this is written over thousands of years ago. The last part, nearly two thousand years ago, and yet, like this has literally changed our lives, hasn't it? Like so, we believe this is a living word, and it's interesting different stages of your life how God speaks to you. Like when I first became a Christian, Romans was my favourite book. I loved Romans because I thought it was easy. <laughs> I thought it was easy and really applicable. And yet we just did a year in Romans. I was like, oh, I can't remember reading that bit. <laughs> or that was really hard or I didn't understand that. And then I can remember also preaching in my early 20s on doing a series on Psalms and saying to the church, I'm like, like, to be honest, I don't really get the Psalms. Like, it doesn't really work for me. I don't really... It doesn't really kind of, uh, it's not really applicable to me. Like in my early 20s, it, it didn't really feel it. But for me now in my 30s, with a family and different things, like Psalms, I often go to the Psalms. Psalms is where I go to for help and uh, securement and for hope as well. So it's interesting how when we're in different stages of our lives, we get, go to different parts. But I started following Jesus when I was 18, and now I'm 36. And so I've been following Jesus now for half of my life. Half of my life I've been following Jesus. But he's been pursuing me the whole time. But 18 years on now, like when I first became a Christian, if you want to use the, the phrase like, oh, that person's on fire for God. Like he just worked in me. I loved him. Like I literally fell in love with Jesus. I'd never read a book before. And I fell in love with his word and I fell in love with Jesus and like I was literally head over heels in love with him through his word. But 18 years on, like where am I at now? Like 18 years on, where am I at with his word? Like 18 years on, like, like do I still love it? Like is it a thing like I, I'm like this is the most important thing in my day? Like seeking him like, or, or having his word? Like is, is it my food and drink? Is it... Is it what I love? Is it the thing that I love the most? Like, how is my relationship with this book, with this living word? Like, how am I with Jesus? And how is your relationship with this book? Because it is kind of a relationship, isn't it? Like, how is your relationship with the Bible, with this living word? Like, where are you at right now with Jesus? Like, hand on your heart, like, where are you right now with Jesus? How are you and God? Right now, at the start of 2023, like, where are you at? Like, if 10 is the closest you've ever been to Jesus, like, this is the closest I've ever been to him, and zero is almost like the furthest you've ever been away, or, like, almost, like, to, to the point where, almost to the point where I'm just not, almost like when I wasn't with him. Like, where are you at? Between zero and ten right now, 
Like, where are you at? Where would you say at 2023, what's your number at the start of 2023? Because I don't know about you, but God is constant and he, his grace is constant. But we, I, I don't know about you, but I'm a bit like this. I can be a bit like this. And so, sometimes I can be preaching to you or leading a Bible study and like I'm on a two or three. Like I'm just feeling like dry and distant and neglecting his word. But where are, where are you at? Because Psalm 1 verse 1 to 3 says this. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. But whose delight, whose delight is in the law of the Lord, the word of the Lord, the law of the Lord, and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do, prospers don't you, don't you want to be a tree planted by streams of water like isn't that what you want do you want, do you want to see fruit do you want to see things that prosper it says you like those who delight in the law of the Lord and who meditate who just chew over his word day and night this is what can happen when, when we do this And, and that's been true for myself. There's been times where when I'm seeking his word, and when we seek his word, when we read his word, that doesn't mean like everything in life goes well, does it? That doesn't mean like everything in life is just like brilliant. And, but his word is feeding us, even in the difficulties, even in the hard time, even in this. And it's not just reading his word as a, an individual, but being together as a family encouraging one another sharing with one another through his words through our, our home groups like we need one another with this like think of this who here and i need you to put your hands up for this one okay guys because i know i ask you sometimes and i know it annoys you but if you don't play the game it just it's, it's bad on me but who here thinks that breakfast is the most important meal of the day or who here eats breakfast every day Every day. Well, that's good. I think that's probably about 50%. Yeah, so about 50% of you. Who here eats it every now and again? So maybe in a rush or hit and miss, like you could go with it, with it or without it. Yeah? Quite a few. <laughs> There's a little tut there. <laughs> so, little, so yeah, about quite a few maybe. And who here, like, never eats breakfast? Or was maybe fall out of the habit of eating breakfast? Come on, me and you, let's hold our hands. I'm with you, mate. I'm with you. Actually, I would say I'm number three. So I've kind of, I used to, but I kind of blame him in one sense. But because the boys, I, I make breakfast for the boys. <laughs> and because Theo normally throws it on the floor or my face or something like that, I kind of, uh, he doesn't really get like that, that time. And so because it's in a bit of a rush. And so I've just kind of fallen out of a habit now of eating breakfast. Like I just. Go without it. Like it's, and even as I was walking through then, 
I was like, oh, I feel a bit hungry. <laughs> but I kind of, I've fallen out of the habit of eating breakfast, even though I know it's good for me. Like, I, and so I, I, I can carry on and I can go till maybe, maybe lunchtime, but I know it's good for me. I know it's there for me. I know if I make more, more of an effort, I can, but I've fallen out of the habit of it. And so I don't get the nutrients. I don't get the start of the day that I could have if I did, if I did this. And at the start of 2023, like we just want to encourage us as a church just to have breakfast with God. That's what we want, is to encourage us all to have breakfast with God at the start of this year, to feed off his word. Jesus says that he is the bread of life. Like he, everyone else, everything else will go, like we have to go to Sainsbury's every week to me. Like the, the food is empty every week. We have to continually, but Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Whoever eats or drinks of me will never thirst or go, go hungry. And so we want to feed off his word, and we want this to become the most important meal of our day. Shall I tell you a great, a great place to get to? A great place to get to is when you, don't, you're not, you've, you miss his word, or you don't read it in the morning, or maybe, and like you literally feel hungry. Like you feel, that's what we want, isn't it? Is that what you want? That's what I want. Where we feel like, I've missed a meal, or I'm, I'm spiritually starving. I need his word. That's our prayer for all of us, that we get to a place where I need to feast on his word. But also, just a side note as well, like I think reading God's word and spa, spending time with him at the start of the day, uh, maybe sometime in the morning, is better because it influences for the, for the day, for who you're going to speak to, <laughs> for your work, but it's not essential. It doesn't have to happen in the morning. Like there's no, the, the psalm says, meditate in the morning and the night. So whatever works for you. Because some people, they can wake up six o'clock in the morning and have a cup of coffee uh, before everyone else and do it. And that's brilliant. And if you can do that, great. I've tried that so many times and this is what happens. I go down, I'll have a cup of coffee, I'll start reading it. I just can't, I can't do it. I'm just not a morning person. I've tried so many times, and I just kind of, I just, I, I can't, I just can't. Even if I have a shower, I'll go straight back to bed. Like, I can't, I can't do it. And so, it's working out for you guys what's good for you, what's, what's well for you. Like, when I, work, when I worked as a carpenter for a firm, I'd work, my hours were seven till five, Monday to Friday. And so I tried to wake up at six or uh, to read his word, and literally I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. So what I started doing then was going to work and almost in a zombified state for the first two or three hours of work, and then warm up, and then my first break time, that's when I read his word. That's when I, about 10 o'clock, that's when I'd feed off his word. That's when I, just because just that worked for me. Right now we're in a stage with me and Becky and the boys, like... We are woken up early, and so there's no quiet time till the boys go away. So we kind of take it in turns. And so, like, we, you're kind of working out what it is, but find out what's good for you, what's, when you can happen, have it, and when you can create a habit out of it. Because the healthiest place 
you can be in is having breakfast with God, having this time every day. That's what we, our prayer is. Like the, start, the psalm says, God blesses that. He blesses those who seek him in the day and the night. And, and, and so when we desire to seek him and know him and know his ways. And, and many of us, when we are just ad hoc, so maybe when we just kind of eat breakfast every now and again, I don't know about you, but sometimes when I do that, and I read, it, read the word maybe once or twice a week, it's almost like, it's a bit like lucky dip. Like it's almost like a genie. You kind of open, open it just to kind of hope that God speaks to you. And by God's grace, because this is his word, like often he does. But when we do that, we, it's almost like God's a genie in a bottle. Lord, just give me what I need for today. Give me what I need for today. And his grace is there, but it's not a healthy habit to be in. When we're, when we're in his word, every day, our, our shift, shift changes from reading it for me to, Lord, I just want to love you. I, I want to love you. I want to just be with you. Like, I want to be with you today. I want to seek you and your kingdom and your righteousness. This is why I'm reading your word, because I want you to be with you. And for some of us today, if you've kind of fallen out of the habit, if you like me with, with breakfast, if you've kind of in a place where you're not spending time with the Lord, you just kind of lost it or you've fallen into a habit with it, like come and speak to us and we just want to pray with you. We're not, I've been there and so we're not, we're not going to judge you or anything like that. We just want to pray for God to do heart surgery on you. That's what we want to pray. Because if, you fall, if you've gone into a habit of not reading his word, you need to now create a new habit of seeking him. And so you create a habit. And so we want to pray for heart surgery almost. I know a pastor who for, went into a state of um, burnout and depression. So whilst he was a pastor in a church, didn't read his Bible for two years. Like whilst he was a pastor. Like whilst he was doing it, he just kind of fall into a habit, into a dark state, into a low place, and just kind of fell into that. And so it can happen, it can happen to all of us. And so if that's you, like, don't be ashamed. Like, we want to pray for you. We want to help one another. We want to encourage one another to do, do that. Because you know the good news is, if you're in that place where you're not seeking him, where you, where, you, where you haven't been seeking him for a while, should I tell you what the good news is? This is all you have to do, is open the book. That's the good news, is open the book, and we start again. We start again. Because I don't know about you, but if someone hasn't spoken to me for a few weeks or for a few months, and then the first thing they come to me is like, oh, Matt, I want something, or I need something, or you need... I'd be like, I haven't seen you for ages. <laughs> like, come on, like, this is a relationship, this works. But God's, God's grace is bigger. His love is bigger. His kindness is bigger. And Lamentations 3 says this, because of the Lord's great love. So if you're in a dark place right now, if you're in a far place, this one's for you, okay? Listen to this. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness. So if you haven't opened up his 
word for days, weeks, or months. And tomorrow, the enemy will say to you, you're too far. How dare you? Like, God doesn't love you. Like, you've missed it. He's not going to speak to you. Go another day. That's what the enemy in our sinful state will say. But what does the word say? He says, my mercies are new. Like, that's what he says. Like, you can open the book because my mercy is new for you today. My mercies are new. And so, and the aim for this term of reading our Bible, like, is not knowledge. Like, that's what we don't want to do. We're not reading this, we're not doing this for knowledge, are we? Like, we're not, I, I went to Bible college for three years, and, and maybe it's just me because I've got a, I haven't got a very good memory, but 95% of the knowledge there, I've lost. I, it just, it's escaped me, it's just gone. And so this is not knowledge. We're not doing this for knowledge. The aim for doing this is to fulfill the greatest commandment, to love God with all our heart, soul, and mind. That's what we want, is to love God with all our heart, soul, and mind, to seek him and his righteousness. So if you haven't got one of these, please on the way out, grab one. And we're going to be starting today, 1 Corinthians 1, chapter a day. And so what I'm going to do now is just going to give you some tips. Because the temptation for me right now is to do it for you. But, Nico, I'm not going to do it for you. We're going to do it when you find a place, we're going to do this. But here's just some tips, okay, for us to read our Bibles. So we know where we're going to start. We're going to be doing this together. And I use something called prop. There's another one called soap. There's lots of things. But pray, before you read your, the Bible, and I wrote it on there, look, a bit of masking tape on there. Even if you need to do that, just pray. Before you read the word, pray to say, God, this is your word. Will you speak to me through your word, please? God, I believe this is alive. I believe what's going to happen now is a conversation. So will you speak to me through your word? So before you read your Bible, Pray, start that conversation. And then, ah, as a simple one, read as fast or as slow as you want. I don't know about you, but the, the more I grow with Jesus or the longer I walk with Jesus, I read less because I'm like, he speaks to me. But like, so, so pause, meditate, reflect, let the Spirit take you to other verses or to encourage your heart. But it isn't a competition. Like, just you, 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 hopefully you'll be with the Lord by yourself. So just read, and just, and just read. And not, not just with the eyes, but also with your ears. Like, this is a conversation. What's God saying to you? And then always observe. I don't know about you, but where every time I read the Bible, I've got so many questions. Like, loads of questions. Like, every time, just read, I've just got loads of questions. So if I read something... I read it with a highlighter and a pen. And, or maybe you've got a diary. So either buy it, if you want to buy a new Bible, that might help. One with large margins, or if you've got a diary, and then you can use that. But if I've got a question, I'll just do a question mark next to it. That's what I'll do. Question mark next to it. Because I know, all right then, I need to find the answer to that. It's not just a question, I need to find the answer. And then anything that stands out, I'll underline so if the Lord speaks to me or, or shows something to me, like I'll underline it, or if it encourages me, or if, it, um, or if it challenges me as well, if it convicts me, 
I'll underline it, like I'll, I'll highlight it, I'll maybe write a comment. And then also an application, I'll use an exclamation mark or, or a star sign there. Uh, for all of us, like, right, I've got to do something, yeah? Like, I've, I've spoke to the Lord, like, he's, he's shared something with me, I need to do something. Whether that's a truth to believe, like you might believe, like, like I said, you might believe you're, you're too far, you're too bad, you're too, you've gone too far, and you've read Lamentations 3. Your application is, I need to believe that his mercies are new. Like, that's where you need to believe. His mercy is new for you today. That's your action point. Sometimes we read his word and we're convicted of sin, aren't we? Like, we're convicted. Like he's done, And so I need to apologize. I've done something. Or there's a habit that I need to change. I need prayer for this. And so we, we do that. And other times as well then, it's like uh, something I need to do. Oh, I love my neighbor. Actually, I haven't spoke to my neighbor for years. Maybe I'm just going to give him a knock. Or actually, I'm going to make more of an effort in work. And so there's an application. So there's three things for me as I observe. And then I finish off with prayer. Like, all right, then, how do I do this? Lord, help me. Lord, with this sin, Lord, please help me. Take it out of my heart. If I need to confess it, or if I need help with it, please help me. Lord, help me believe this truth, though. This is in your word. Help me believe that and not my feelings today. Lord, help me act out of love. Lord, help me act and love this person today or love this situation. And so that's what I do. And, and, and it's on this sheet as well. And, and if you try something different, then go for that. But prop really uh, helps me in my Bible reading. And uh, oh, this is just an example of... I'll come back to this. But these, these were just... As I read First Corinthians 1... First question that came to my mind was, who's Sosthenes? Do you know what I mean? Like, that was a question. Like, who's this guy? Like, who's Sosthenes? Uh, another one, there was a prayer about no divisions in the church. Like, that was a prayer. Do you know when you read that about the church in Corinth? Isn't that a prayer for Thornhill? Like, we pray that, don't we? Like, God, so I, when I read that, Lord, that, please, we pray that there be no divisions in our church. He talked about the message of the cross there, uh, and, and how it's foolishness to people. It's foolishness to people who don't believe. And yet, people, I'll share with what David Guzak said, but 2,000 years ago, it was even more foolish because pe Romans were still killing people on crosses. Like, they were still killing people on crosses. And yet, that for, for many there who believed it to be true. And then finally there, it says, if you want to boast, boast only in Christ. And as I read that, I felt convicted because the day before, me and Yayan were playing FIFA 23, which he had for Christmas, and I beat him, and I boasted, and he cried. <laughs> but uh, but I, I do only like as a parent, you take it a bit too far. I did, and then and so the next day, like genuinely, the Lord convicted me of that, and so I the next day I'm like yeah, like I read my Bible. This is what it said. I shouldn't have done that. Like, I'm sorry. Like, it's, it's not a good thing to boast. I don't want you to do that. I shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry. And so I, that was the Lord convicted me and, and showing me that math. Like, you need to show your, dad, your son how to apologize as well. Like, you're not, too good, you're not too big for an apology. Like, you need to teach that to your child. Although I did sc score a great second goal, but we won't talk about that. 
But these are just, just from reading this word, uh, how God spoke to me with that. And these are just, as I shared with Prop, these are just two helpful resources for you. Um, or, or websites or apps. Like I said, we'll be doing it together in our term groups and our sun, in our, in our, on our Sundays. But really good apps, um, just to share with you. There's one called Got Questions. So even if you want to get your phones out now and write them on download and feel free. But if you're reading Got Questions, like you see, there's over 700,000 Bible questions answered. And that's really good. I use that for the Sauce Themes one. And... Uh, it's, it's an amazing story. It's, it's also uh, written about a guy in Acts 18 who's got the same name. There's only two people. And he was someone who took Paul to be beaten up. Uh, he was a chief priest or one of the priests there. He took them, Paul to be arrested. But he got beat up himself as well. And, um, and they, they feel that through Paul's witness, he may have become a Christian from that as well. So just amazing story enduring word it's, that's a great free bible commentary a lot of bible commentaries are online which are free but a lot of them are, are older where this one is is really good up to date i call like david guzik and so if you read in your the word and you feel like oh what's that word saying or i don't really understand that it's not a question but i just like a bit more detail this is a verse by verse commentary so he's preached through the bible with his church and uh, over many years and so this is a verse by verse commentary and so you can do an app on that and so that's brilliant so th- those are two things that I would really recommend for you to have on your phones or when you're doing these things if you want a bit more question a bit more time to look at that got questions and uh, enduring word and that was just examples of what it looks like that with soft themes and also on the on the other one as well it goes verse uh, by verse on that and someone sent me this as uh, we started this series just to encourage me uh, uh, as we start this new venture the more you read the bible the, the more you love the author the more you read the bible the more you love the author and that's what it's about isn't it? this is not about knowledge this is not about trying to be more cleverer clever i don't even see i even say cleverer this is not about being more clever uh, this is not about trying to gain more to outsmart other people. This is about loving God with all our heart, soul, and mind. That's what it, what it is. And loving our neighbours as ourselves. That's the only desire for us, is to love God with all your hearts, soul, and mind. And so please, we encourage you, jump, starting today, starting today, Let's do it. And if you miss Wednesday, don't beat yourself up. Don't feel like you have to catch up. If you want to, do, that's fine. But go to Thursday. If, if this week you don't read any, and then next week you feel, oh, I'll start again, then start next week. We're not going to be going back. We're not going to be checking up on people. This is something we can all do, jump in over the next term to seek God's word. So please grab one of these. As we, as we leave and let's start today and we're going to be, be praying through that tonight in the fuel station prayer as well the, the band are going to come and leave, lead us in one, in one final song but let's stand as I pray over us as we start this, this journey together through God's word <clears throat>
Yeah, Father, I just thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord, that it's alive and it tells a story about you and about how you created all of us and how you pursue us even through sin. Thank you, Jesus, that you are the word of God. Holy Spirit, thank you that you are with us and in us and you convict us and encourage us. And thank you, Father God, that you use this word to, to speak to us, that this is your eternal word, word, that everything else will fade away, the materialistic things, but this, your word will remain because, Jesus, you are the word of God. And, Father, you know where we're at. Lord, if we're a zero or one or a two, you know we're there. You know it. And yet you still love us. And you still say you can start today because my mercies are new. Lord, if we're being lazy, if we become sloth-like or, or if the t TV is taking control or social media or other, or other bad habits, Holy Spirit, convict us, change us. Lord, give us a hunger for your word. Let us be physically and spiritually and mentally, emotionally hungry for your word. Holy Spirit, will you give us a desire for your word more than anything? And Lord, we just, we're not doing this for an exercise. We're praying that you will speak to us. Lord, that we'll fall more in love with Jesus. Lord, that the, at the end of this term, we will be more in love with you, more like you, know more about you, know more about ourselves, about your word and your, your creation. Lord, that you'll use us more for your glory. Lord, that you'll give us an, a boldness to share your word. Lord, to live, out, to live out your word. Help us encourage one another. Help us do this together, Lord, even though we're seeking you by ourselves. Help us do it together. Holy Spirit, you, you are eager for us to do this. You've made it available. Now help us, Lord. Help us create healthy habits. Help us see this as breakfast. And give us a desire and say this is the most important thing of our day to seek you, to know you, to love you and to hear you and to act for you, Father. So move in us as a people. Give us a passion for your name and for your word. In Jesus' name, Lord. Amen, God.